Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hartcastle. Open your Bibles to uh, Psalm chapter 38. We're going to turn there in just a minute. And as you're turning there, uh, so many things that we have talked about over the last several weeks, uh, we have covered this playlist. And what the playlist is, is we are taking uh, what Jesus did. Jesus would use uh, things of the world and he would, uh, he would articulate and teach things. He would use fig trees and things from the world, fishes and loaves and talk about the provision of God and, and things like that. He used to teach spiritual truths to people who were otherwise pretty unspiritual. Uh, and so kind of what I want to do is take a secular song, take, take a look at a secular song and what spiritual truths can we even draw from things that the world puts out there as as their music. And so the first week, if you're with me, we started with scars to your beautiful. And we talked about that, whether they're physical scars or emotional scars, that Christ came to heal the scars in our lives, that some of the things that cause us the worst pain, some of the things that have cut us really deep, that in the future, as God heals, as God restores, as God redeems, that he'll take those scars and things that really are painful and hurtful right now. You'll look back at 10 years from now. Now and you go, wow, God did something really beautiful out of something that was pretty ugly and pretty tragic. Uh, and I talked about the most beautiful scars. The reason why I know that is because the most beautiful scars I've ever seen are the scars that were inflicted upon Jesus, the stripes on his back. The, the crown of thorns on his head, the, the piercings in his hands and his feet. We look at those as Christians. Now, during the time, I'm sure they were not really uh, wonderful and, and glorious. And I'm sure at the time they were very ugly and gruesome. But as we look at them, what do we see? We see beauty because through those scars... Our lives have been saved and our lives have been redeemed. And so the first week on Easter Sunday was scars to your beautiful. Then the second week I talked about a million reasons, the song a million reasons. And I, I talked in that song, the song says there's a million reasons to walk away and just one to stay. And in our lives, we're going to have lots of decisions to make. There's going to be times that we're going to want to walk away from challenging places. There's going to be times we want to give up, throw in the towel and step out. But yet sometimes we just need one reason to stay. Many times it may not turn out the way you want it to, but you stay and you you remember that Christ is the one reason why you stay. Then our third week, uh, I talked, I went totally showed out on you in show tunes. Uh, our first week was a pop song. Our second week was kind of more of a rock song. This, this, the third week was a show tune. Now, I know a lot of you guys have never seen the show or anything like that, and you're not going to admit it because you'll lose a man card if you do. But I, I pulled a song from The Greatest Showman, uh, and it, this is me, and I talked about in a world that's full of judgment and a world full, world full of criticism and critique and how people look down upon you, uh, maybe in life, that you are not, you're not a victim. You are an overcomer. You're an overcomer, not by your word, but by the blood of the lamb and the word that comes because of the salvation that he gives in our lives. And so I talked about that. This is me. This may who be who I am, but this is not who I'm going to be because Christ has helped me overcome the world today. 
uh, before we come to the end, I, I, I picked the song today for all the country music fans in the house today. How many like country music? Let me hear you scream and hoop and holler. You know what's amazing? Country music people are... Don't be ashamed. It's okay. You like country music. All of us like bad music. It's all right. I grew up on country music. I actually enjoy country music. Uh, and, uh, and, and so um, today's song, before you leave today, will be of a country music flair. Don't let that determine whether or not you're going to like it. I think you'll like it, especially with the truth that we're going to derive from this song today is going to speak, I think, to many of you uh, by a show of hands out here today to kind of get us going. How many of you guys um, you enjoy change? You like change. Change is good. And you don't mind. You don't mind change. Raise your hand up. All right. Everybody else who cannot stand change, raise your hands up. Yeah, that's what the majority of people, we don't like change. Majority of people don't like change. We don't like to be stretched. We don't like to to make change because sometimes change means a stretch. It means a, a way to get outside of our comfort zone. Uh, and sometimes the greatest thing we need in life is change. Think about before you were a Christ follower. Think about it before you knew who Christ was. You needed change. There were changes you needed to make in your life. There were decisions that you had to make. Because how many guys, by a show of hands, how many guys have ever failed at something? Ever failed at something? Ever did something wrong? Anybody ever did something wrong? Raise your hands up. Anybody ever have shameful things from your past that you're quite embarrassed of? Raise them up. Raise them up. Yeah, we all have it. We all have it. We all need change. We all need some kind of uh, of alteration that needs to take place. So my life is I have just countless things. And, you know, lucky for you guys, you don't have to stand up here and tell the shameful things of your past like I have to do at times. But trust me, I pray about it and I ask God, really, I tell that story. Don't let me tell that story. That story is horrible. Nobody wants to hear that story. That's a bad story. Well, today I'm going to tell you a bad story. OK, here's a bad story of riddle me this in Pastor Kevin's life. So as you may know, I um, people would say I'm cheap, but I, I'm frugal. I'm frugal. I like to watch every dollar that comes in. And, and so we go to Six Flags about every year and uh, we, we take our kids with us. And, um, and the reason why we go to Six Flags is because we just can't afford Disney. So you go to Six Flags. Uh, it's better to be with Tweety Bird than nothing at all. All right. So anyway, um, we, we go to Six Flags and I, when our kids were little. Uh, Michelle and Lily ran off to ride a ride and Tyler and I were out riding rides as well. And as we're walking through the park, we're just kind of strolling along. And I look down the path, I see something pink on the ground. And I go, wow, you know, there's something, there's something up there. I don't know quite what that is. And as I get closer, I recognize it's a stuffed animal. It's a stuffed dolphin, a pink stuffed dolphin. And I'm going, pink stuffed dolphin on the ground. I mean, somebody paid money for this thing. I mean, this is a, this is a high dollar 50 cent thing that they, that you spend $25 to get. I mean, this is really valuable to somebody, not me. I didn't pay a dime for it, but I, I, so I was like, well, the nice thing to do is like, you know, say anybody lose a dolphin, you know, which sounded just so stupid to say. So I pick it up. I go, Nobody answered me. So I was like, that's, that's mine. That's, that's for my girl. So later, later on, Lily and Michelle come up and I walk up. Here you go, baby. She's like, oh, dad, you got a dolphin. And in her mind, she's going, dad spent money on a game for a dolphin. Whoa, he really loves me. And then Tyler said, no, no, he found it on the ground. Didn't even give me a second to enjoy the savor of the moment. But, you know, and, and, and the minute, the minute, the minute that she found that out, she still liked the dolphin. But let me just say 
her outlook of me wasn't such a bad. She's like, oh, that figures, you know. Okay, now I get it, Dad. And so anyway, I immediately from that story, I tell that story to kind of start off, because immediately from the very start, I felt shame. I felt disgraced, even though it was a stupid little dolphin. I mean, seriously, a dolphin's going to cause it. But I felt embarrassed because I disappointed my daughter. I disappointed her and kind of what image she had for me for 0.10 seconds. That, that 0.10 seconds, I really liked what she thought about me, that I actually spent money on a game at Six Flags, okay? I tell that story because the fact is all of us have something of our past, something that we've done, something we've said, somewhere we've been. Some action that we've indulged into or something that we've watched, something that we've listened to, some kind of behavior that has caught up with us. Every single one of us have experienced guilt or shame. I'll say guilt and shame. Every single one of us have experienced guilt or shame, whether today it would be a habitual sin that maybe you can't shake or get away from. Maybe it's sin because uh, you like the alcoholic beverage a little too much and you always indulge to escape life. And so you use alcohol as a self-medicating thing. And so you indulge and you indulge and you find yourself getting drunk and doing things that you shouldn't do. Maybe it's illegal drugs. Maybe it's legal drugs that you just don't have a grip on. All of us have something habitual that kind of holds us in place. Maybe you have a secret life that no one knows about. Maybe there's things that you do in the secret places that only you know or you think only you know. and You don't really realize God knows all, sees all in the darkest of places. He sees it all. He knows it all. And right now that I said that, you feel shame. You feel guilt. Uh, maybe maybe today it's, it's some infidelity that you can't forgive. Or maybe it's a divorce that you can't get past. Or maybe it's parental failures. You have failed and failed and failed. And you feel shame. You feel guilt. Maybe it's financial failures. The the fact is, every single one of us are on a universal place. And the universal place is, all of us feel guilt. And all of us feel shame at some point in our life. And if we don't deal with the guilt and shame, the guilt and shame will deal with. With us. It'll manifest itself in one way or the other. When you don't deal with the guilt or shame of your past, you are haunted by the shame or guilt from your past. And it reveals itself through resentment, anger, bitterness. It reveals itself through very various different ways. It reveals itself through uh, possibly overeating, over drinking. It reveals itself through uh, escaping through uh, different TV shows. It reveals itself through uh, late night pornography, going through the websites, checking out things just to get away from the guilt and shame. And yet when you're done with whatever you do on the other side, what do you feel? More guilt and more shame. So what happens a lot of times is this. In order for people to deal with the guilt and shame of their life, here's what they do. They, they think, I'm going to go to church, which that's a great starting spot. I, I want you to say that's a great start. I'm glad that when people think they need to get something to change their life, they think about coming to church. But, but here's the misconception of church for all of you today. Just hear me out. Church will never take away your guilt and shame. Church, the church will never, you will never have to deal with it. You will continue. You know what you do? You'll be a churchgoer who's resentful. You'll be a church person who's angry. 
All you've done is change locations, but you never have dealt with the guilt and shame inside of you. Because here's why. The church, religion and church will make you nice and even help you feel nice about yourself. But Jesus wants to make you new. And Jesus wants to do a change to take away that guilt and that shame. Stay on your feet with me this morning as we read kind of our, our theme verse that's going to kind of speak to our hearts today. Psalm 38, verse 4, says it very, very good. Uh, the psalmist is dealing with something in his life. He's writing out, he's pouring out his heart. He's, he's thinking about guilt and the shame in his life. And here's, here's what he says. He says, my guilt, what? My guilt has what? Say it with me. My guilt has... When you feel like you can't go on, when you feel like you, you're giving up, when you feel like things are too heavy, it's overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My guilt is so overwhelming. It's manifesting itself in so many different areas. It manifests itself in my family. It manifests itself in my job. It manifests itself in my marriage. It manifests itself in my friendship. My guilt is so overwhelming. It manifests itself in other areas. It's too heavy for us to bear. So how do we bear it? Well, that's what we're going to find out today. Bow your heads with me today. Father, help us to understand that, God, it's not your will for us to live life with a burden too heavy to bear. That you came, Jesus. You gave your life. You forgive us. You take away our shame. So, God, help us to learn today. How we can release it to you, not to be nice, but to become new, to be changed. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Every sinner, or I'm sorry, let me back up. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Every saint has a past. Now, when I say saint, I mean those of you who are Christ followers. All of us have a past. How many guys have a past? Let me see you raise your hands. How many guys have a past? Yeah? Yeah? How many guys would enjoy a movie to be made about your life and your past mistakes, your past decisions that you made? Don't have to raise your hand. I don't think any of us would. I don't really want a documentary made of my life and my past. You know, I don't want that done. But the fact is, every single one of us have a past, and every sinner who doesn't know Christ has a future regardless of their past. And it tells us in the scriptures how we cope with the failures, with the guilt, and with the shame in our life. And I want to share with you three truths today, three truths that I pray will speak to your heart. And, and as it speaks to your heart, the song that you're going to hear is going to reemphasize these three truths. Here it is. Number one, the first truth is this. Your biggest sin, the biggest sin, take the biggest sin. What's the biggest sin? Not mistake. Let's call it what it is. What's the biggest sin that you've done? The biggest one. And I want you to hear these words. The biggest sin you have is not too big for God's grace. The greatest thing, the greatest sin you've ever done is not, is never too big for God's grace. Guilt is not from God. Shame is not from God. Condemnation, not from God. Those are things that what happens is Satan produces those in our lives. 
And what it happens is, what does shame do? What does guilt do? What does, what does uh, uh, condemnation do? What do they do? They paralyze us. They breed self-hatred about ourselves. God, I hate it when I do that. Why do I do that? I hate it when I say that. I hate it when I act that way. I hate it when I behave that way. I hate, I hate myself because why can't you get it together? Why can't you hold it together, Kevin? Why are you such a mess up? Shame breeds self-hate about who I am. But God in his conviction brings us to a place of restoration with him. First John 1, 9 says, if we, uh, if we confess our sins, if we confess, I love the word, not not, understand, if we confess, there's a, there's a principle that rests on you. If you, if I, if we confess our sin, what does God do? God is faithful and just. What does he do? He forgives us our sins and purifies us from all unrighteousness. What is he saying? He's saying, if you really are repentful, if you really are different, you can be forgiven. And the guilt and shame can be gone. So ask yourself a question today. What is the guilt and shame of your past that continually haunts you? What are the past decisions that you've made that maybe you thought you got by with, but it caught up with you eventually? What are the decisions that you have made that has caused pain? Regardless of the outside pain, it's caused pain inside. What are the decisions that a husband has made to hurt his wife and a wife has made to hurt, hurt the husband? What decisions have been made from parents to kids and kids to parents? What decisions have been made to bring about shame inside your life? Because Jeremiah 30, 31 verse 34 says it this way. It says, for I will forgive, this is God speaking, I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. Here's the beautiful part about God. God is omnipresent. That means he's always all places at all times. He's omniscient, omniscient, which means he's all powerful. He has all the power of the universe. He's all knowing. But what's cool about God in this particular verse, he says, I will forgive their sins and I will remember them, remember them no more. You know what God does? Even though God is all powerful, he limits, he limits power to remember. He limits the power of memory. He will not remember our sins when he forgives us of our sins. Starting in June, June and July, I'm starting a brand new, brand new series. It's called our summer series. We do it every year. This series is a little bit different than the ones I've done in the past because what we're going to do is we're just going to learn about who God is. Who is God? What is his power? What is his authority? What is, where is he at? What is his, what does he bring to us? We're going to learn about who God is through the summer months. So you don't want to miss a summer series uh, that we'll be doing learning more about God. So the first thing that I want us to remember this, how we get over our guilt and shame is this. Your biggest sin is never too big for God's grace. The second thing is this. You are not what you've done. You are who God says you are. You are not what you've done. You are who God says you are. See, Satan wants to tell you, you are what you do. If you've ever stolen anything, he'll say you're a thief. If you've ever had a bad thought or a sexual thought about the opposite sex, he'll say you're an adulterer. 
If you ever, if you ever, uh, if you ever have a uh, thought that you can't stand somebody and you really can't stand that person and like they're annoying, I can't stand them, I can't hate them, you know, I hate them. Well, he would say, well, you're a murderer because Jesus said if you've had evil thoughts in your mind, well, then you killed somebody. See, Satan wants you to personal, wants to personalize your sin. He wants to call you what you are by what you do. But remember this. Sin is an event. It's not who you are. You told a lie. Well, he'll say you're a liar. Sin is an event. It's not who you are. Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He says, anyone who belongs in Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. You're not what your sin dictates you are. Here's what your sin will try to say. You're a liar, you're a cheater, you're a, you're a thiever. Uh, he'll say, you are, you're no better than anybody else. You're just worthless. But God says, no, you're blessed. God says you're forgiven. God says you're God says you are you are washed in the blood of the lamb and you are completely made clean. God says you're delivered. God says you're made new. God says you have another chance. Don't get down in it. Don't wallow in that shame. Come find forgiveness. Come find wholeness because I'm not who I am by what I do. I am who I am by what God and who God says I am. Are you really with me today, guys? Seriously, I'm preaching up here. This is good stuff. I guess maybe you take it for granted. You just know this stuff already. Like, oh, that's easy stuff. Man, this may be easy stuff, but we forget it all the time. I am not what I have done. I am who God says I am. And who God says I am says I am blessed. I am, I am overcomer. I am walking by his grace. So your biggest sin is not too big for God's grace. Secondly, you are not what you've done. You are who God says you are. Number three says this. says you cannot change your past, but you can change your future. You cannot change your past, but you can change your future. I don't know what your past has held for you. I know what mine has held for me. And I know that the time and the calendar and the, the hours and seconds of my past are gone. I cannot change them, but I can allow God to change me so my future is much greater. If you were raised in a home that was a broken marriage home and you had lots of, uh, of, of evil and hateful things spewed at you. And as a result, you became a hateful, evil person yourself. I'm here to tell you, you can't change your past, but you can allow God to change your future so you don't repeat the same cycles that you saw in your parents. Here to tell you today, whether you are, uh, whatever you're going through today, whether uh, maybe you were young and you got pregnant, you had sex before marriage and you got pregnant and say you had an abortion. You are not who you are. You can't change your past, but God can change your future. You are walking with him. If you were molested as grow, when you were growing up and you were taken advantage of by somebody, I get it. You cannot change your past. And though those are very deep, painful waters to go through, and though those bring lots of emotional baggage in our life, and we have to work through it. Listen, can't change your past, but God can change your future. When you're going through different challenges in life, Whenever you're facing painful moments in your life, ask God to help you to treat people kindly. Ask him to not 
allow you to be used by the devil to do things that are evil because you can't change your past. But God can change your future. Pornography has affected your family. Pornography has inflicted pain on your wife. You can't change your past, but you can change your future. Satan wants to remind you and taunt you and haunt you with your past. But you just remind Satan, listen, my past is my past. But listen, devil, I know your future and your future is a lake of fire for you one day. So don't mess with my future because my future is blessed by God. Story goes of a two individuals who walk into a church, and this is a true story, told by a pastor, not uh, one of uh, a pastor that I know, uh, tells the story of a two individuals that walked into a church. They both were at the end of their lives, uh, the end of their rope. They had they had done lots of things. The guy that walked in was a drug dealer, and through the through drugs. And through him dealing drugs, he had lost family members, he had lost friends, he had been at a very, very rough place, and he was desperate for change. And he walks into a church like most people do. The young lady who walks into the church, she too had come to a very hard place. She was a stripper at a local club, and she uh, she stripped for money, and she sold herself uh, in the way of of, of uh, sexual perversions and things like that that would uh, were very uh, shameful. And they both walk into a church on a Sunday, and they both hear a message about can't change your past, but God can change your future. They hear the message that your greatest sin is never too big for God's grace. Uh, they hear the word that comes to them about the fact that that you're not who you are by what you've done, but you are who you are by God, who what God says you are. And they start to feel something inside them. They start to recognize that the shame that they have walked through, the guilt that they have been in, that they could be different and they could have a future. And they both surrender their life. To Christ. They both come to this amazing saving knowledge of who Christ is. Well, as time goes on and as, as God works inside their life and as God is doing a change inside their life, guess what they do? They discover each other. A drug dealer and a stripper. And they fall in love. And they, they commit their lives together to follow in the ways of God and, and they have a family and they go on and they begin to tell their kids, listen, I can't change my past, but God changed my future. My future is greater because of what God did in my life. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15, it says, I do not mean to say that I've already achieved all these things, for I have not achieved to reach full perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed in me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I do not, I, ha, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing. What's the one thing? Forgetting the past, forgetting the past guilt, forgetting the past shame, and looking forward to what lies ahead. What do I do? I press on to reach the end, to race, to receive for the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, has called me. I press on. I run the race. Why? Every single one of us have a past. But God is not interested in our past. He wants to change us to move into the future he has for us. So today's song. Today's song is by one of, I, I'm not a, I'm not going to say I'm a huge country music fan, but I am a country music fan and I have been. My mom raised me on Conway Twitty and Dolly Parton and all the classics uh, that you guys know. Dolly Parton, man, she is still kicking and man, if she stretches her face anymore. Her, I mean, you can see her from the back of her head for soon, but um 
I mean, uh, so, so, um, I was raised on all that kind of music and, but this is one of the bands, one of these bands that I'm going to talk to you about today, uh, is Rascal Flats. This is a song we're going to do, I'm going to play for you guys today. And what I appreciate about Rascal Flats is they are very outspoken about their faith. They're in a secular world. They're doing amazing music and I do really, really enjoy their music. Uh, before I ever knew they were Christian, they're not going to say they're Christian, but they are very much Christian. In fact, there's an interview I could not find. I was going to play for you guys and I, I heard about an interview that um, the lead singer, Laveau, I think it's, huh? Lavac. Oh, you know this group. It's on your playlist. There you go. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, Lavac. Uh, he, uh, he talks about, he did an interview with the church. He talks about what him and his wife went through and the, some of the things and some decisions that he has made, that he had made and how she gave him a chance and, uh, chance upon chance and God did an amazing miracle in their life. Uh, many of the music, much of the music that they talk about comes from their lives and what God has brought them through. And that includes this song today. This song today is called Changed. And the reason why I want to give you kind of an intro to it is because it tells a story, and, it, and, and, and I'll just kind of, because you're only going to see it once. I've, heard, I've watched it a couple times, so I want to give you a little insight. It starts, the beginning starts like halfway through the song. So you're going to see the beginning, but it's like halfway through. And it basically talks about the fact this guy was ready to give up on life. He's ready to walk on life. He's ready. His life was so miserable. His shame, his guilt, all the things he had made had made him so miserable. He's ready to give up on life, but God was not ready to give up on him. And though his past, God could not change, God gave him a better future. So check out this song, Change, and we'll come back and talk about it. I came up out of the water, raised my hands up to the Father. Gave it all to him that day, fell anew and kissed my face, walked away, eyes wide open, could finally
God, we're just, quite frankly, embarrassed by. And that shame tries to paralyze us. That shame tries to breed self-hatred inside of us. Where we can't forgive ourselves. We can't forgive the people that have hurt us in some way. And so, God, what do we do? We lash out. We're resentful. We're angry. We try to connive and try to scheme and try to figure out ways to get ours. But yet, God, all you really want to do is for us to surrender our lives to you. Just like we saw in the video, God, sometimes the greatest thing that we do is we just got to look up and we just got to say, God, forgive me. I have sinned and I have fallen short and I have I have done and said and acted wrong. God, it's right there in that moment that you say, I got you. It's okay. You're mine. 
head bowed, eyes closed. Today you're here. You feel the, will, the, the weight of guilt and shame. And you feel so much burden upon you. There's so much anger you have in your life. So much resentment you have in your life. There's so many things that, that come out of you. You do not like what happens. But yet there's something deeper, something greater going on. You know what you need? You need forgiveness today. You need to surrender your life to Christ. You need to cry out to the one who is able to do the impossible and heal the deepest parts of your life. The parts that no one knows about. The secret places that only you are aware of. And some you're not even aware of. But they're there. Because they reveal themselves through the actions that you do. You need God to heal you. And this song speaks about He is for you. He is not against you. He is for you. He wants to see you overcome. But you can't overcome. It's only through the power of Christ in you. With head bowed and eyes closed today, you say, I need God to help me overcome. I need God to heal me. I need, my, I need God to cast the shame out of my life. The guilt that's so guilt-ridden, I need Him to heal and to change me. I need the power of God. I need His presence. That's you here today, head bowed, eyes closed. Just lift your hands all across this place. God, for every hand that is raised, may you heal. May you redeem. God, most importantly, take away their shame. Take away their guilt. Let them know you are for them. If you are for them, no one can be against them. No matter, God, where they've been, their past, give them a chance to have a great future. You are for them. If you are for them, God, no one, nothing can be against them. Thank you, God, for being with us. Continue to speak to our lives, we pray. Everybody said amen. You have been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa, with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. We thank you for tuning in and would like to encourage you to worship with us if you're in our area. Our Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m., and we have other activities throughout the week for the entire family. For more information, go to crossviewfellowship.com. Thanks again for listening to a ministry of Crossview Church. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.